everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, and today I have a special, special, special guest with me, you all. I have Miss Avery Kelly. Welcome to the show, girl. Welcome to the show. Oh my, I'm so excited to be here. Like words cannot describe it. I have listened to this podcast so much since we met and now now being on it is just like such a huge thing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being, to want to be a part of my show. You guys, we met each other through the Black Girls Rock, Black Girls Lead Conference, which is like a week-long summer conference uh, through Black Girls Rock. And it's virtual uh, because of COVID and everything. I think, isn't it like held in New York usually? Yeah, it's normally held um, in New York and they like have everyone like stay at like hotels and stuff and just being able to like do in-person activities. But COVID kind of ruined that for us. So fingers crossed for next year, we can actually meet each other in person at the conference. See, the thing is, and we can get into this later, I Wait, actually can't do next year. You're turning 18. I'm turning 18. Oh. I know. This no, year. I'm actually going to throw up. That makes me <laughs> No way. It's sickening. I have a love and hate relationship with turning 18. It really is. But I will make every effort to see you anyways. Yes. This. Yeah. And now I'm officially like closer to the East Coast. Like mm-hmm. I'm closer. So it'll make things a bit easier. Hopefully we can meet in person. Right. And, and again, we can get into this because you just moved from Chicago to Atlanta and I have family in Atlanta. So there's no oh. excuse for me to see you. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll see each other. We'll see each other. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but to get things started, everyone, Avery Kelly is 14 years old. She's a screenwriter, filmmaker, CEO from Chicago and recently moved to Atlanta, just like I said. And she wrote and directed and produced her very own short film at 11 years old, which we will get into. Uh, and to represent the underrepresented, she founded Inspired Melanin Incorporated, which curates scripted and non-scripted projects uh, and highlights positive Black films. Uh, through her company, she's worked on Back Row, One Step at a Time documentary, and so much more. And I cannot wait to get into it. I'm so proud of everything that she does, you all. Like her, it, like you, if you guys can't even tell just by like hearing her voice how like a vibrant young soul she is. Even like screen, because like we like again, you guys, we haven't met in person yet. Even mm-hmm. through the screen, through the Black Girls Lead Conference, like I was like, Avery is such an amazing young woman, and I just oh my gosh, thank you so much. That just made my entire day. You have no idea. Thank you. Oh, of course. <laughs> go. Let's go ahead and get into this. So, Inspired Melanin, your own production company. Madam, where was the inspiration for this? And why did you want to start a production company like this? Hmm, that is such a great question. So it all started with my journey of screenwriting. So when I was little, all the time, I used to just point at our TV in our breakfast room and tell my parents, like, mommy, daddy, I want to be in there. I wanted to be like the biggest actress in the world. And so I had an opportunity to do an audition. And for the audition, they asked me to write my very own monologue. And so I wrote the monologue. I did the audition and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay at acting, I guess, but I like the writing part more and kind of combining that recent new love that I had found when I was around 10, just turning 11 and realizing how little um, positive stories that were on the screen with people that looked like me that I had the ability to watch that were age appropriate. It was just a lack that was there. So I decided to combine the two, my passion for wanting to see more people that looked like me on the screen and screenwriting in general 
And it just became like, boom, that's what I, it clicked. So I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I started writing my first scripted series and I turned it into a short film called Back Row. In 2019, we filmed it. I was 11 at the time. We had it in a film festival. It went amazing. And I was like, I want to keep doing this. And after that, I just decided um, with some guidance from my parents, from my mentor, I had decided to start a production company because then I'd have a little home for all of these project ideas that I had to represent the underrepresented, as we like to call it. So that's how Inspired Melanin started. The name Inspired Melanin, it's so funny. Um, It actually came from an idea of two tattoos that I wanted to have. I wanted to have around one list that said like inspired and another one that said melanin because, you know, I'm a black girl and I'm proud of it. And I'm inspired all the time by all the different things around me and just combining the two after talking to my mom, I was like, wait, that's perfect. Cause that's exactly what the projects I'm making are. So that's how the name came about. That's how the entire idea for the production company came about. And through lots of research and faking it till I make it, I was able to do it. So that's how it all started. Wow. That is such an inspiring story. And again, we already have something else in common. The way I want to tattoo so bad. <laughs> it's crazy how bad I want one. Like, and the day I turn 18, I will be in the tattoo parlor. I have a bunch of friends who have tattoos already. Really? Like I just feel like I want to be able to like sign off on it myself. Right. You know? Like not having to have your parents used to be like, this is like one of my first adult decisions deciding to get a tattoo. Do you know like what tattoos you want? I do. Okay. So, um, because I'm a Christian girl, I want to get, uh, this one like Bible scripture, uh, from Deuteronomy six, five. Like I'm going to have like that. And I kind of like want it like on my rib cage. I think. I, okay. I love that because I told myself when I was younger, I want to be able to get a Bible scripture either somewhere near like my rib cage or like near my knee, like mm-hmm. not my knee. Cause like that would hurt so bad. Uh-huh but like near it so I love that I love that right so like that's one of the ones that I wanted and then the other one I want uh I call my grandmother Gams Mm -hmm. don't ask me why but I I just came up with the name I think I might just like get Gams or something on my wrist somewhere oh I love that that's so cute and then I'll probably get something that like contributes to my mom or like my whole family or something or maybe something fun you know just have one of those like 18 year olds like I'm gonna get this just because I can you know (laughs) right like you can like you like you're legal now (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) again I'm so proud of you for making something like inspired melanin I'm seeing a lot in your industry a lot of people who once you bring in that representation especially in black girls um and black women and just like kind of taking away like maybe the negative stereotypes that we have or you know just like a lot of people, especially actresses, have experiences with like with colorism. And you know, mm-hmm. you're going on onto Netflix and like the main shows, um, you know, that have like black leads and stuff like that, they don't always look like us. I'm like, where's the four C? Exactly. So I feel like what made me recognize that too was I I'm the hugest blackish fan ever. I love Kenya Barris so much. And I realized that the only thing that I was watching over and over and over again to see people that look like me, that was positive, that was age appropriate, that honestly represented me, how I see myself 
was Diane Johnson, Marseille Martin's character in that show. And what, after realizing that, I was like, wow, why is there not other stuff that's out there like this? There's so many other shows that don't have us as the leads that are amazing shows, but why can't we have shows that are like this for our age group now? They were up in the 90s and some of the best shows I've ever seen, a different world favorite show on the planet, but why can't we have this? So I feel like that's a change that I wanted to see. And I'm so glad that there are also other artists now that are speaking out about the need for that representation and I'm so grateful to God that I have the opportunity to be able to do this exactly and again like I am a big fan of Marseille Martin like I think the day that I meet her I might actually kiss the floor that she walks on oh my god (laughs) why is that the most relatable thing I have heard like in in this entire year like I love her to death and like you were speaking on how you have such a big passion and motivation for writing. And I think one of my favorite writers, especially in the film industry, is Shonda Rhimes. I was just gonna do for me every time. Oh my gosh. I love Shonda Rhimes. How to Get Away with Murder is one of my favorite shows on the planet. Hear me out. Hear me out. I I also love Viola Davis. She's one of my favorite like black actresses ever. So do I. But I could not finish How to Get Away with Murder. And I've had this conversation multiple times. Because once my favorite character died, I just couldn't move on. I'm sorry. Who was your favorite character? Well, I can't spoil it for everyone. You know oh, what? you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. If you're if you're thinking about watching the show, skip ahead like ten seconds. Right. Okay? Like, and then come back. Okay. <laughs> uh, but my favorite character was Wes. Okay. See, I was so hurt when I'm like, you gotta watch like the keep watching the seasons though because the plots that are there are wild you have to finish watching it I know I'm trying I really am but another thing that uh Shonda writes that I also love is Grey's Anatomy yo my god I love Grey's Anatomy thank god because people are like I can't get it yes you can it's so it's so good now I have to say when Christina left the show I was a little bit heartbroken inside I love Christina Yang I love her so much and so when she left the show I was a little bit like oh but the writing of it is so good and I feel like it's like the Shonda Rhimes effects like everything that she writes is so powerful and incredible and it just like changes your entire way of thinking like after watching an episode of something she's written you rethink all of your life choices and that's and she's the type of writer I want to become like she is just one of my hugest inspirations ever exactly just want to live and breathe and be her (laughs) so you also started your own passion project called love carries on so what is that project about and why did you what inspired you to start it yes so um I will say I've always been a person who's been taught by my parents to give back I am so blessed and so fortunate to have all the support and love that I have from the people around me and I have almost really everything that I need to be able to live. So I've always tried to do something to get back and I've always known I wanted to. And it was one day in 2021 where my mom was on Facebook and we learned about these two girls who were foster children that needed clothes. Mm. And so I decided to donate because I had a lot of extra clothes, some that didn't fit me, some that did that I didn't wear that often. And after doing that, I started to do some research just on the foster system in general. And I learned some things that really shocked me and not the best way at all. Mm -hmm. I learned that when foster children are moving from place to place, a lot of them are forced to put their items in trash bags to be able to move from home to home. Mm -hmm. And 
when learning that, I was just like, wow, it's such a poor representation because it's almost as if foster children's items are nothing more than trash. And that is not the case at all. And that imagery is just something that needs to just be wiped out of existence. So through that, I decided to start Love Carries On, which was a drive that was started during Valentine's Day season of 2022. And it's basically where people go to a simple Amazon link and they can purchase a duffel bag and luggage tags that will then be delivered to a location and will be provided to different child welfare agencies that will then be donated to foster children so they'll at least have something to call their own. And so we have had a bit of a hiatus with the project, but I'm so excited to say that we will be starting it back up and doing even more as um, my family and I have relocated. So now we can not only reach the Chicago community of foster children, but also reach the Georgia, Atlanta, um, community of foster children as well. So being able to expand has been such a great thing to know we can do. So I'm so excited to work on it more. And it has just been something that's been great to do. And hopefully I can touch many people with it that need it. Absolutely. You're touching me. And I just like, am just so filled, of course, like I'm just so filled with so much inspiration because the way that you decided to take an experience that you've had, expand on it, then create a project that would help people in that situation. And that's actually really funny that you say that because my mom also has a really big passion for, you know, helping children in the foster care system. Really? And, um, I have a lot of like sisters and brothers that she's fostered over the years. And wow. I can really tell like my mom, she loves being a mom. And just mm -hmm. the effect that she's had and the fact that you're trying to have is adding so much more. And wow. I think that love carries on is something a lot of people should know about. And I'm so glad you're presenting it here on my podcast for more people to know about it. And, you know, again, since you moved to Atlanta, that expansion will help that as well. And so maybe open up a new, a few more chapters across the world. And hopefully I can help you with that yes. as well. I'll, I will gladly open one in Maryland for you. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Girl, I'm gonna have to send you over a text because we've just been trying to expand more and more. And I know that it's, almost impossible to reach every single person on the planet. I mean, there's 7 billion of us. It's something that I can't even imagine. But just knowing that through this project and through the support of so many different communities that will be able to touch different children that need this will, and even though it's not something as immediately providing them with a home, but just something to call their own is something that just really makes exactly. me happy to know that I'm blessed to be able to help other people because I because at the end of the day I feel as if you're put on this earth to serve others that need it more than you and that's what I want to be able to live out throughout my life so just starting with this one thing is something I hope can touch people I really do in so many different parts of the world oh I love that and again you're just like me you know just taking the time to have you on earth to help and serve others. I really think that is something that we can all do with our time here. But thank you so much, Avery, for joining me in this first half. I'm so excited for what we talk about next, but I'm so inspired by the work that you do with Love Carries On and Inspired Melanin. And I hope my listeners, you guys are inspired as well. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Cherlinet, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. 
We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Miss Avery Kelly, and we're just talking about her experience in curating Love Carries On in her own production company called Inspired Melanin and the inspiration behind that. And I'm just so in love with the way that she sees the world and the effect that she wants to have. And let's see what else she has going on. So let's get back into it. So uh, you also have been in a teen talk show called Teen Dumb. Do you have any, like, one of your most proudest moments? For me the beginning of season two because it made me realize that this is exactly what we wanted to do in the beginning when first starting the show because the show initially my thought was for it to be pre-recorded in front of a live studio audience like just your average talk show but definitely not your average talk show because the concept is so different and unique but when COVID kind of snatched all of that away so being able with the second season to do it pre-recorded not in front of a live studio audience but have the different segments we initially envisioned have such amazing guests being able to interview some people in person for the first time since the pandemic it was just a very proud moment for me that we wanted to do this at first and we were able to make it happen with the support of so many people and got great feedback from it. And another one that I would have to say is a really proud moment is our Black History Month series for the very first season of Teendom back in 2021. That Those four episodes in season one are my favorite four episodes I've ever had of the show. We were able to highlight different HBCUs, the Divine Nine, and so much more. So I definitely have to say those are two major highlights for me with the show, and I cannot wait to keep growing with it. That is amazing. I love the amount of like passion and just love that you have for teendom and the way that it's portrayed and the way that you've been able to work around COVID. Uh, and so again, that's like kind of another way how we're similar because I started this because of the pandemic. I'm just celebrated a two-year anniversary. Yay. Oh, yay. Two years. And you know, like, I'm just so glad to see the way that you have portrayed and trying to expose your community to the things that other people have going on, especially with the HBCUs and Divine Nine and things like that. I think that is amazing that you've been able to get in contact with such people. 
Thank you so much. Yes, it was so fun to be able to do the, with the support of the people just watching the show. You've been able to make a lot happen. So I'm so excited for the third season and I just cannot wait for what we can do, especially now that we are in ATL. Yay! <laughs> and we can get into ATL and like your moving process and the way that it, maybe it's affected you a little bit. And But we can get into that conversation in a little bit. Um, but I also want to get into more about your writing. Uh, we talked about earlier how you wanted to really dig into giving Black women especially representation. But is there anything else that through your writing and screenwriting or anything else that you do that you try to bring up more? Yes, um, I feel that always writing in general has been just an outlet to be able to get out what I don't know how to say. I feel like it's almost like a second voice through the characters. I'm telling my stories, but also stories that will resonate with other people. So I feel like other things that I have recognized when writing is just, once again, the need for different Black stories, but also other communities as well. Um, I recently um, finished up a feature. It was my very first one, which was very exciting. And it's also highlighting another community that I'm not a part of, which is the deaf community. And being able to highlight and represent other communities that are within the Black community, but may not necessarily be ones I'm a part of, just makes me realize the need for diversity in media and just in TV in general, because it's something that everybody watches. Like every single person on this earth has watched TV at least once in their life. And it has influenced them in some sort of way. Character is influenced. And I wanna be able to have a positive influence with the stories that I tell. So writing has just been a great outlet. I'm really hoping to soon create another short film because it has been a while since I've been able to put my writing out there in the world because writing is amazing, but actually getting it made can be very difficult, especially with the crazy pandemic times that we've had. So so hopefully being able to do that as well has been something that's really um, heavy on my heart that I want to be able to do. But writing is just everything to me, truly. I love doing it, writing scripted series, writing features. It's just, oh, it's just an, an indescribable love that I have for it, truly. I love that and you know, I think it's really funny how you love like the writing side of like communication and just like exploring and you know letting yourself out there through the arts that way well I love like the verbal part yes. <laughs> so if you ever needed like a verbal or maybe like an acting part in any of your like uh short films that you're Girl, I'm calling you I am calling you hit my line <laughs> I will all be all the time of course of course and I just have I have such a admiration especially for people that do podcasts and I just want to because Tinum talk show people can sometimes say that like oh talk show and podcasts are similar but um they definitely have their differences and with Tinum lots of the time I do it live and just doing that I'm like I can only imagine what people that are doing podcasts go through with so many different things for audio as well it's just like a whole different lane and we have different segments but so do you guys we're doing it all in like a certain amount of minutes all in making sure you can get it done in 30 and I'm like oh I have admiration for you <laughs> exactly exactly so I love how we have that similarity at contrast to us like we're literally twins like it's twin I'm over here for real <laughs> for sure and again like going back to your writing I love how you're able to connect mm -hmm. into like 
the deaf community, like you were saying, and getting into the Black community. And I really think that is an inspiring notion to what you want to portray as who you are as a writer. You're showing and showcasing how you understand and really want to dive deep into these different communities. And it's really funny that you brought that up because I'm currently getting back into, well, not getting back into, but I'm starting to watch. Uh, do you know the show You on Netflix? It's kind yes. of- Yes, oh my gosh. Like it used to be really popular, I think in like 2019, but I'm a late bloomer. Uh, I jumped oh. on kind of late, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, it's so I just started season- who I believe. Okay, so let me not give spoilers. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. I love that show though. I loved watching it. I straight binged it. It's it's really good. And I'm not one for for like thrillers and gores and stuff, but I like this show. Yeah. Uh, there was a character on the show who was actually deaf. And I'm like, I've never seen this before, especially in like exactly a Netflix show. And I was like, the representation is really being shown through here. And I just think the way that they interpreted and used it was really creative. Right. And that's what I want to be able to do, too, especially with this specific film. And my goal is to hopefully be able to get it on a major platform. I feel like that's my goal with every project I, I do to be able to reach out to so many people. It's, it's, it's that that community in particular, it's so rarely represented in media, but it's such a huge community that so many are a part of. So it has me like, why is this not here? And the, fil the film in itself is um, a romantic comedy type. And with so many, like, it's like when rom-coms are created, it's like rom-coms and then black rom-coms. And my thing is, why can't it just be your average rom-com that has black characters in it that isn't just a black stereotype? And I feel like that's for every genre in particular. Like it's a... Uh, thriller and a black thriller like why can't it be just a thriller with black people in it that is just black people living life not black people going through constant hardship because we see enough of that we we live enough of that we we can just be living and that's what I want to be able to do and that's hopefully it'll be able to reach as many people as possible because I feel like it's something that's so important right and you know like going into that it, that's kind of how you lead people into seeing each other as kind of one because we're all, right we all share one thing in common and that is that we are all human and i could get into that whole tangent if we had the time and but i'm again i'm really happy that you're deciding to recognize these things and recognizing that this representation and the way that we're trying to portray it needs to be all in like one unity and all not different categories um but again snap for you <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much so I want to get into the big question. Your move from Chicago to ATL, ah, two very different environments. How very, is that? It has been very interesting to say the least. Um, we moved here around five to six weeks ago, right after my parents' anniversary on the 15th of July. And when I got here, right as soon as we got here, I started school like that. I started high school. And so it definitely was a big adjustment, especially considering our house is still a huge construction site. We're getting a bunch of stuff done. I was adjusting to the new environment because my elementary school had around 215 people first through eighth grade. And this high school has 2,500 plus. So it had me like, wow, this is different. But it has been a really good change, um, a really good adjustment. One thing that I'm, I'm sure many people know about Atlanta, Georgia area, it's very big with Black filmmaking. It's like the Black Hollywood. And 
that's one of the reasons why my family and I were so pumped to move here was because of that. So I'm very excited as we're now officially kind of getting settled because we still can't fully unpack stuff until everything construction is done that um, I'll be able to do some different work here, which is very exciting. That has me like, yay, to be able to do more, reach out to even more creatives down here because it's a much bigger fun space than Chicago. Now I do find myself homesick sometimes. My grandma is still down there and she's like my bestie, besties for the resties. So I do miss her down there. We, we've never lived more than 10 minutes apart from each other. So that's been a change. I do miss some of my friends down there, but I've made some new ones here. And even though the environment is different, there's so many more big trees, not as, as big of a city, but it's still been really, really nice. So it's been a good adjustment so far and I'm excited for what comes with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're adjusting well. And again, you're like one of the most bright spirited people I've ever met. So well, thank I you. Making friends is not difficult for you at all. Um, but again, I'm really glad <laughs> you're adjusting well. And oh my gosh, again, another way that we're kind of similar and different. I'm in senior year and you're a freshman, right? <gasps> yes. I am. Freshman room. How do you feel? It is different. And um, it's been pretty great. It's, it's, it's a huge difference from like middle school, like junior high, like I, I knew it was going to be different, but it definitely is a change for sure. Of course, a bigger environment, but overall things have been really well. It's, it's uh, the school that I go to is such a bright place and it's so nice. But one thing I am nervous for is finals because I've never done that before. So I'm uh, okay, for uh, I need a little. I need a little bit of uh, senior advice here. Okay. On a scale from one to ten, how bad would you say finals are? Okay, well, okay, okay. I can only speak from experience because mm-hmm. I've had some pretty good teachers at my school. I don't go to a public school; I go to a private school, so it might be a little All different. Right. And compared to two thousand five hundred students, there's only I think there's like six hundred something of us. Okay. Is- is really big for my school because it was established a long, long time ago. It used to be mm-hmm. like an all boys school and then we merged that. Oh, much. wow. And then it's, so the campus isn't really big enough for all of us, so, <laughs> um, but it's okay. But finals, we, we're still trying to get back into it because of COVID, we kind of stopped mm-hmm. for my okay. sophomore year. Um, oh, okay. But I did experience like midterms, I guess, because it's like a college preparatory school, so it tries to get as similar to college as possible. Okay. But I would just say just study the material, and if you have oh. a, if you have good teachers, uh, they'll make sure to have a way for you to understand it in the way that you like learn, and that's been the experience for me. And just like know the way you understand and develop, you know, the knowledge in your brain. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. No study methods, you know, get familiar with it. A fear that I'm still trying to get over is like asking questions in class because Mm, I don't like I'm just you know gonna like fail. So (laughs) just get out of the way. I'm gonna raise my hand and be like, what does this mean? You know, instead of like you know good. Right. A fear that a lot I think a lot of people have. But I think another kind of outside advice I can give you is that being your own click will be your best attribute to give you. And you know, you have my number. So if any yes. skinny problems, I will fly down. It's a okay. flight. I'll be there. Okay. Bet, bet, bet. I will be texting you 
and I just oh my god you're you're graduating oh, isn't it bittersweet is it bittersweet it's very I don't know I still don't really feel like a senior I definitely feel older I'm gonna be 18 by November so. oh my gosh so you're gonna be you're gonna be an adult season quick yeah oh, that's kind of really been like a big adjustment my sister she just moved out for college um so kind of like following her seeing how she's doing she's not as like I'm a very like sentimental like I take a million pictures for the memories and she's kind Mm -hmm. of different from that so she's been kind of taking it easy meanwhile I'm gonna be like I'm gonna miss everyone but you know oh my gosh I I relate to you so much I'm one of the hugest like sentimental people ever I take pictures of everything I have over 20,000 photos in my camera okay you beat me there I only have like 15 but it's okay okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I take oh I take pictures of everything so I feel you on that I'm I I just know that throughout this journey of you transitioning from high school I will be there I will give you a nice virtual hug hopefully I'll be able to give you a real hug Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, ma'am. You'll be at the graduation party. Don't even worry about that. Oh, bet. Bet. <laughs> I will show up with a nice little gift, too. I will be there. <laughs> but as we wrap up, I saw that you were able to interview Dara Renee from the High School Musical, the musical yes. over the summer through True, True Star Media. How mm-hmm. on earth were you able to get that opportunity? <laughs> your experience. I think that is such an amazing opportunity for you to have. Yes. Okay. So, oh my gosh, it is a long story, but I love it. I started working with True Star Media. Ooh, when was this? This was a, hmm, I'd say maybe um, winter of 2021, 2022. So I actually know one of the co-founders, um, Miss Nate. She is one of the nicest people on the planet. I love her. And so um, I, I'm, I'm really good friends with her son. And so while um, we were talking, she mentioned how she owns this company and learned more about it. And I started at first writing articles for them. I loved every single part of of it and I still do. And then through there, I started um, working with their um, True Star Junior, which is a platform that they had on Instagram. And then I transitioned to working for their main page. And through that, I have been blessed with some amazing opportunities to be able to talk to wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. I saw Dara Renee, like one of like the coolest people on the planet. I was like internally fangirling, knowing that I had the ability to talk to her. Um, Some amazing people, the cast of Amber Brown on Apple TV, being able to talk to Sean Amos who is the son of famous Amos you know the wonderful brand I've just had and and many more it has just been something that has been a wonderful opportunity I love working with them they're amazing so even though they are a Chicago-based magazine even if you are outside of the city I still highly recommend that you follow them check out everything that they are doing with the magazine, with the blog and everything, because they're just so cool. I've loved them for a while and I'm so grateful to be able to work with them. So that's how everything started and that's how everything's continuing. Wow, I love that. So wait, I think we, oh my gosh, another mutual. Isn't Miss Tanae Jaquil Jackson's- Yeah. Mother, okay. Cause I had one, uh, I think oh, he was one of my earlier episodes that I had, but I think mm-hmm. it's another connection. 
Yeah, me and Jaquil, me and Jaquil are good friends. And so I, when learning about that, I was like, wow. But yeah, Miss Nsay is one of the coolest people on the planet. I'm telling you, she's so dope. <laughs> I can imagine. I haven't been able to meet all my Chicago friends in person yet, but. We got to get like a, do a little get together or something. It has to happen for sure. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys are 13 to 17 years old and you are interested in like being blown up and absolutely inflated with inspiration and motivation, I implore you to apply to the Black Girls Lead uh, Summer Conference. Yeah, it is such an amazing experience, and you just learn about more about yourself. You learn about how to be mm-hmm. a business owner. You mix music. You code. Yes. Everything. Every single thing in between. And I, I'm so glad that we were able to meet on there. You will meet such a great community of other Black girls as well that are doing something of everything. They're such amazing people. It's such a great community. Founded and created by the amazing Beverly Bonds, who is also the creator and founder of Black Girls Rock. She's just everything. It was one of the best experiences ever, ever. I loved everything about it. Like. I wish I could go next year. As you guys know, I'm already 17. I'll be 18. Ah, me too. Maybe there's some way that you could do an internship of some sort to be able to still be able to come to the program. Because we got to see you, girl. I know. I'm going to find a way. Don't worry. You're going to be there. You're going to be there. (laughs) We're putting it in the universe. A favorite speaker. I loved Louis Carr and Mimu Brown. And then we Um, opened up with Michelle Obama. Yes, we opened up with Michelle Obama. I was actually screaming. I was like, there's no I was like, mom, mom, look at my screen. It was insane. It was insane. I was like, oh. I cool. loved all of the guests on there. I know for a fact, I when Tatiana Ali showed up on that screen, I was unwell. I was unwell. I was unwell. I love Tatiana Ali. I love, like, I love every single thing that she's in. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I used to fall asleep watching it to it every single night. I just, I loved being able to see her. I loved Donna Marie Reed. I loved being able to just hear from her. Everyone that came from Microsoft, also Lewis Carr, so amazing, so inspirational. And I loved. Um, morning mindfulness with Latham, just doing being it was just doing meditation was just like, whoo, I just it, it felt like it was just a fresh breath of like woosah, just just coming out. It was amazing. I loved everything about it. Again, if 14 to 17, if you'd want that, please sign up. It's sign up. It's so <laughs> it's so worth it. Three to four days of just pure inspiration. It's amazing. But thank you so much. Avery, I'm so sorry we had to cut this interview short. I wish, I, I might have to start making these longer than 30 minutes, honestly. <laughs> but if you would, please let my listeners know how they can reach and follow you. Yes, of course. So if you want to learn more about me, every single thing that I am doing, Inspired Melanin, all of our projects, you can go to at AskAveryK, A-S-K-A-V-E-R-Y-K on Instagram. You also can go to our website, www.inspiredmelanin.com, where you can learn more about the production company. Every single project that we have, you can learn about it. You can learn about Back Row. You can learn about Love Carries On. You can learn about Teendom. You can learn about Once a Time Documentary. And every single future project that we have going out there is on that website. Also, we have recently just launched a Love Carries On Drive Instagram page. So you can go to at Love Carries On Drive on Instagram. 
Um, and also if you go to my personal Instagram, you can see the link for Inspired Melanin's Instagram as well. So make sure to do all of that. Make sure to follow. And also, I cannot forget about this one. Teendom Talk Show on YouTube. T-E-E-N-D-O-M talk show on youtube make sure to go subscribe like we will be starting our third season soon in the fall so make sure to go and subscribe before then so you won't miss a single thing yes ma'am thank you so much avery snaps all around for joining my podcast today it's been such a pleasure i'm so glad we finally got to come together and do this Uh, but sadly we have to put a break in this show but come back for a part two yes oh my gosh i will like just hit me up call me whenever we have each other's numbers now i will be here and this has been one of the best experiences ever it has been so fun sydney you are such a joy and a light i loved being able to speak with you thank you for all of your positive energy i really needed it today i really did you you were just amazing thank you so much for having me and i love you perfect timing podcast everybody make sure to continue listening Thank you. I got my own hype man over here, you guys. I'm over here tearing up. (laughs) Thank you so much again, Avery. And thank you to my listeners for listening. Please give my girl a follow. And this is Perfect Timing. Hey, Jay, stay with me.